0: EFTM. Tech,
1: cars, lifestyle. This is the EFTM podcast with Trevor Long.
0: EFTM.
1: Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you for downloading. Lovely to have your company once again on the EFTM podcast. Uh, A bunch of calls to get through today. Wi Fi as always, but we'll talk Apple Watch, we'll talk TV sound, we'll talk a whole bunch of things um, as we get through your calls. And if you have a tech question, a tech problem, a car question, a car problem, I don't mind what it is. Uh, Just get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com, and click on Ask Trev. Now, um, I'm also going to have a good chat today with uh, a man I've known for a few years now, and um, he's got a whole new challenge on, and that's Inyaki Barueta, who is the CEO of the TPG Group, um, or TPG Telecom, or whatever they're called now. Uh, Vodafone, TPG, Ionet, Internode, uh, you name it. It's a massive company now. Um, and it's a fascinating kind of story because the, the, they've been this kind of mobile giant trying to kick it with Optus and Telstra. Now they've, they've created a bigger company, which is a merger of two, um, a merger of two equals. Um, and I'm just fascinated by, by the, the challenge ahead. So, um, yeah, look forward to chatting to Inyaki shortly too. Um, I do want to mention uh, quickly, if, if you don't mind, a um, bit of fun we're having on the internet this Thursday night. Uh, you might have seen it if you're on the EFTM Facebook page or otherwise. Stephen Fennec and I are going to do a live show Thursday night, the 24th of September at 9pm. So all you need to do is go to the uh, Facebook page, EFTM, and, uh, yeah, just... Uh, just click there. Someone's ringing me. Hello, welcome. Um, and just click, uh, click like, and you'll probably get uh, the notification when we go live. So Thursday night, nine pm. Um, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna do our best to do a little show, and it will be, hopefully be a higher quality program than just some idiot holding a mobile phone. Um, and hopefully, uh, yeah, a bit informative about the things that are going on in the world. We're going to talk smartphones. We're going to talk uh, streaming services. We're going to talk. Uh, GoPro. We're going to talk a bunch of things. So we've got a lot to get through. That'll be fun if you can be part of that too. So uh, yeah, have a listen and uh, have a view and let me know what you think. As always, keen to hear from you. Love hearing your stories. Love hearing what you're up to. Love hearing what you're buying. Uh, Just go to the website EFTM.com and click Ask Trev. This is the EFTM Podcast. Taking your calls uh, on anything you've got to ask. uh, Just go to the website EFTM.com and click Ask Trev. G'day James. Good Trevor. How are you? Yeah, good, buddy. What can I do for you?
2: I've got a question. Um, uh, we're recently getting swapped over to the NBN uh, in the, on the fifth of October. I'm in Bay Morris, Victoria. Yep. And I've been trying to get some questions answered for me, but I'm failing with my provider to get some decent answers. I'm yeah. I'm not a very technical minded person, and yeah. uh, base, what have you got base-
1: now? What's your internet situation now?
2: It's it's cable. It's the the old the old coaxial, co- you know, yep. to the home sort of thing there, and they're, they're switching over to, I think it's called FTP, where it's sort of still coaxial coming to the home.
1: Is it, off it there. is it is it HFC? I, I believe so. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. That's I mean that's the internet I've got, mate. Um, and I think it's great. Um, do, yep. do you have Telstra or, or Optus cable?
2: I'm on Optus. I'm on on Optus. Do
1: you know if there was Big Pond cable available as well or Foxtel cable available at your house? I believe there is, yes. Yeah, right. So what happens is there was two cables. Um, I had the same. I I had both Optus and Telstra cable at my house. Um, And what happens is the the Telstra cable is the one that now carries NBN services. Uh, The Optus one is just going to be a dead bit of cable in the air uh, after this. So, yeah, you'll be getting HFC internet um, and, look... To be honest, if you're on the faster cable speed anyway, you won't notice much in terms of the download speed, but the upload speed will be better, and I think you'll get a more reliable performance. Plus, remember yeah. this, James, you've got a choice of providers now too. So yep. what, what can I do to help, uh, or what are you looking to, to get at the house?
2: Well, what's um, been one of our biggest issues is, and we've been trying to call up a couple of times, and a few times actually, and we don't really get the right answer that we want. One is... Uh, um, basically is that um, with Unlimited, I want to know, because the problem we encounter, we've got Unlimited at the moment as well, but yeah. after with two, two kids and ourselves and with Netflix and all that going on, uh, it cuts out, it, it um, gets speed throttled.
1: Oh. It,
2: and that's what I, I don't get a Facts from them that um, how much can we have before it gets speed thr- speed throttled. So, um, you know, it slows down quite a bit, you know, it goes two-thirds of the month. Yeah. then it really slows down, you know, yeah, and right. we've got this. So that's one of the, uh, the, that's my biggest issue. The second of all is the is the modem that comes out with, because I've done my research and I'm wondering, are there modems that they give you good or is uh, am I better off buying an external one?
1: So when you say modem, uh, are you looking at how good the Wi-Fi coverage is or just how good the connection is?
2: Um, how good, the, well, the, b- a bit of both really. Yeah. Um, so look, uh, here's the thing.
1: What what and this is a really important thing with regards to all internet providers, especially the, you know when you're on HFC like you are. Um, yep. What what the there's there's two things that happen when you get the installation. The first thing is a subcontractor from the NBN comes to your house, not from your yep. internet provider, and they do the NBN installation. So they'll um they'll unless you've never if you've never had Telstra cable in your house, they'll have to run the cable to your house, and then yep. they'll they'll put a plug in the wall, and they'll put a little black box which is called the NTD, the Network Termination Device. That little black yeah. box is the NBN. So so that's like, you know, if you think of the NBN as, a, as tentacles, uh, yeah. the, that's the very end of the tentacle at your house is that little NTD okay. box. Now, you don't need a modem to connect to the internet. You can actually plug a computer because it's only got a plug. You can plug yep. a computer into that NTD and it will get internet. But obviously, most of us want more than one computer, <laughs> so yes. we, want, we want Wi-Fi for all our devices and the like. So if your provider is giving you a modem for free, then okay, great. But yep. if they're charging you for it, I, I would save the money. I would not get the modem from the provider. Um, yep. I would opt to save that money and put that into a better Wi-Fi system for the house. Yeah, which is which is where you go to JB or Harvey's and you look at the mesh Wi-Fi systems. Uh, how big's the house? Do you reckon? Like, what, yeah. you know, we're we talking five bedrooms or th- four bedrooms. What are we? Four, four
2: bedrooms. Yep. It's, it's not a very big home, but we are planning to, you know, upgrade. So I looked at future. I want a future proof yeah. for 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 a few, you know for the years to come. So
1: totally, totally. So look, I mean, do you have a budget in mind? Um, look,
2: I was I was around about the five hundred dollar mark. I don't know what that gets you. I mean I'm willing
1: to go a bit more if yep. if, if it is the there's a big difference. Yeah, totally. Um look, the the five hundred dollar mark is a great price point, okay? Yep. If you go to Harvey North, uh, sorry, JB's or Harvey's, you'll find yep. I mean, I'm looking at the JB website right now, between yeah. 400 and 600, so both sides of your bracket, um, yes. you'll find plenty of systems. So you've got the Google Wi Fi system, which is excellent. It's a nice little unit that also gives you Google Google Assistance for 550 yeah. bucks, And that's three little units. There's the Netgear Orbi system, that's a three pack, three little units. One of those units you plug into that NTD. Okay, the yep. next unit you put, you know, a third of the way through the house. The next unit you put two-thirds through the house and you consider them all joined together with a big dome of Wi-Fi over your home, right? So okay. I would I would prefer that you bought a mesh Wi-Fi system um, mesh. and the more you spend, the better they are. I'm just going to be very, very basic with you here because, yep. you know, you can spend 250 bucks on a mesh system that will not give you the coverage or speed of the others, So while it's not the best because, you know, you could spend $1,400 as well and genuinely future-proof your home with a Wi-Fi 6 router, but I I think that's probably a massive stretch for you. So I would recommend either the Netgear Orbi 3-pack or the Google Nest Wi-Fi 3-pack. Either of those plugged directly into that NTD should get you on the internet. And not needing okay. the, the modem if you can save the money with your internet provider. So okay, yep. Yeah. And then the other great thing here is, uh, James, once you're all set up and you're happy, da-da-da-da, you go, you know what? There's a better deal over at that internet provider over there. And you ring up, and it's like switching mobile phone companies. It happens in minutes, and you don't need okay. to do anything. It just happens in the back end. You don't need to change anything at your house. You don't need to change the modem. You've, you've invested in a good Wi-Fi system, and Bob's your uncle. And sorry, and back to your your other critical question about the unlimited. It depends yep. on the provider. Now, um, I've I'm not aware that anyone does anything other than it's genuinely unlimited on the NBN. Okay. Um, now there are obviously fair use rules. Um, there was a a girl on Aussie Broadband customer who was using uh, I can't remember what it was. was it was a three hundred ter- terabytes or 35 terabytes I don't know it was a stupid amount of data right yep. and she got kicked off because it, I mean she was just taking the mickey right
2: yeah that's yeah nothing, nowhere near there I mean but, uh, are you and I, you use, I use
1: a terabyte at home yep right 800 gigabytes easily every month Yeah. and we're on Aussie broadband it's properly unlimited now, I've not heard of anyone uh, I know uh, Optus offer unlimited I've not heard that they do any kind of um, throttling um, yeah. It's really just about fair use, mate. Just don't abuse it, and you'll be fine. Yep.
2: Yeah. Oh, beautiful.
1: All right, mate. Beautiful. Happy NBNing. So that's uh, that's a few week, couple of weeks away, and you'll be on the NBN. Yeah, terrific. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate
2: your call, mate. It, it, it's it's very good because it's it's all a hassle just ringing up and getting this information, and uh, that's really shed a big light on it.
1: Well, good stuff, um, mate. I'm glad it helps.
2: Just um, sorry, Trevor. Have you got yeah. just one quickly yeah, yeah. second? Um, do do these um all be things and that do they have uh, for sim card for four G coverage in no. it or no no they don't no. do
1: the four G backup um, yeah that's and look oh, I um, there might actually be another person on the list this week that asked me that question I might get to but. Um, the the question like the question is you know do I plug the Orbi into my you know my Telstra smart modem or my you know whatever company is offering Vodafone have it as well um, yeah and, and I would say I don't think there's any degradation to the service by plugging the Orbi into a modem before yep. it goes to the NTD you're still getting the internet um, yep. I'm just saying if you're if you're in a position like you are to save money on the modem I would yes. save money on the modem Mate, the NBN in, at my joint I'm yep. going to say it, it, you might have an outage, you might have two outages, or, or let's say three outages every two months, and they, they're, they're, they're normally scheduled and overnight. And if yep. they're not, there's no, mate, 4G backing up, coming in, yep. <laughs> I don't want to break it yep. to you, it's not going to even do what I need it to do at home. So we're better off not on the internet. <laughs> yep. So uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a great marketing tool, but I don't think yep. it's that big a deal.
2: Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you so
1: much. All right, mate. No worries at all. And uh, thanks for getting in touch any time. Thank, thank you for your call. Have a great day. Cheers, mate. And if you've got a question like James, just go to the website, eftm.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Well, let's keep going with calls. G'day, Damien. How you going, mate? Yeah, really good. What can I do for you? Mate, thought I... Uh, experience on... Of... <laughs> Uh, do you want the good news or the bad news, Damien? Um, I don't know whether you're talking directly into the watch or whether you're using headphones.
3: I'm using my AirPods.
1: They don't work well. They um, don't work
3: well? No. Oh, that's
1: a shame. You you saying um, I'm using my AirPods is the first thing I heard. Right. Okay, that's very, <laughs> that's very interesting. So for those wondering what we're talking about, Dam- I rang Damien. Damien said, call me back. I'll be on my Apple Watch. Let's test it. So I did. Didn't go well. well but, apologies. No, 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 but it's, it's very interesting. But are you still on the AirPods now? I'm still on the AirPods now. I've got, okay.
3: I'm, showing, I'm showing four bars. So I'm showing full bars for 4G as well. well you,
1: you'll right be on. interested to listen back because it, it, it wasn't like you came in and out. It just kind of went dead and then came back. But it's, okay. it seems completely fine now, by the way. So no. what, what have you got? You bought a new Series 6. I bought the new Series 6. I went
3: from stainless steel had a series two so i went from a series i was gonna say what
1: did you have so because you know i gotta be honest i mean the series six is great but apart from you know quite loving a color there's no real compelling reason to upgrade so you came from a two so that's that's a smaller watch um that has much less features so this is a big upgrade
3: this is a massive upgrade and what i must admit the the series two for the last Probably six months, the battery was really starting to have issues. Right. Uh, I, I, I I use it for running, so I'd go for a run, and about five k's in the run, the watch would just cut out completely. So I, I've, I've been hanging out for this for this upgrade. Trust me. You actually
1: um, bought it on day one, did
3: you? I bought it day one. I uh, I got it day one. I the, I've got a mate that works at Apple as well, so you know how much I love my discounts. <laughs> uh, so can so find I a discount this, bloke. <laughs> Got a trade in value, got a discount as well. What'd you get traded so, in on
1: a series two? Eighty dollars. that's not a, that's not bad. When you can see the you know, that's pretty good. And we've lost you again. Very interesting. <laughs> you got me now? You're back, you're back. Did you do anything different there? What did you just do? Anything? No, you're gone again. Can you hear Hang me on. can you hear me while I'm talking?
3: I can hear you completely.
1: Okay, it's very interesting. I can hear,
3: I can hear you. So no, I've got ten. Like I said, I've got ten percent, ten percent back of the Apple Watch plus another ten percent off because my mate works there, so that yeah. helps. Um, the 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 only things I guess I've been testing it while sleeping, um, and I don't really understand their sleeping app what it's meant to show with the new sleeping
1: feature bugger all is what i can tell you i I installed uh, a watch os7 on my series five when it first came out and tested it for a few nights and it's pretty much you slept from this time to this time you slept for this many minutes and hours that's it yeah exactly exactly right or i mean christ the very original jawbone that i had friggin nearly 10 years ago or whatever it was would tell you uh, light sleep and and heavy sleep I find it very disappointing, the sleep tracking, and I, I would recommend an app called, I think it's Auto Sleep. Um, it's very good at sleep tracking, gives you really good data about, you know, light and heavy sleep and stuff like that. Um, what was the first thing you tried, first app you tried? Lost you again, just for the record, while we're testing the AirPods and the Apple Watch. Um, still, up? Oh, you back. I'm
3: back. Okay. So the first app I tried. I must admit, I downloaded all my Apple Pays and they've slightly changed the angle. You've got to scroll down, not across anymore.
1: Okay, yeah.
3: Um, I set up all that. Uh, Like I said, I tested the blood oxygen. Again, I still don't know what that means, but I did know that it did go lower when I started drinking because I tested it while having a few beers. You got on the drink.
1: What what did it go down
3: to? It went down to 94% at that stage. So I only had a couple. So. Oh, mate, I must admit, I'm going to have to have a big session uh, watching my Broncos play Thursday night and see what it gets down
1: see, to. I, may, may, I, I think it's wonderful that they've done that, but why? I just – it offers me – see, the thing is, and I, I suggest or surmise that they didn't make it a medical app because they didn't want to have to go through clearance. But yeah. without it telling me whether that's good or bad, it's, it's quite frankly annoying. Um, whereas yes. if you were lucky enough to have the ECG app, which I do have because my watch is set up in America, um, it's it's very cool because it gives you a genuine reading. It actually you know, says you have a sinus rhythm and no sign of arrhythmia here or whatever, and it makes you feel like you're, okay, I'm doing okay, I'm doing okay. Um, yeah. So the, the blood oxygen thing is just a touch weird to me.
3: Yes. Um, probably the other thing, I guess, is there's a couple of other apps that uh, that go in and out at the moment. So Messenger, I find some, it says it's got to reconnect to the watch a bit. Mm-hmm. I haven't got that. Uh, it's like MSN – like not MSN, sorry, um, Facebook Messenger. It Like I went to try and use it after a run yesterday, and it said, oh, you got to reconnect to the watch and repair it. So it's cutting in and out a little bit. Um, I must admit the music's great, the podcast listing's great.
1: Because you can do all that now. What you're saying is the big advance for you is you can do all that while – disconnected from your phone
3: exactly right where i couldn't do that with the gps version of the series two so originally i waited for the series two because i like my running and i didn't like to get annoyed and that's what i love about the cellular version as well you can turn off phone calls so you don't get annoyed while you're exercising as well i'm yeah. just going to do not disturb mode so yeah. this so it's great that the the gps is a lot more accurate with the cellular as well okay and uh, the bigger screen
1: the, you you obviously love surely
3: yeah i love the bigger screen yeah that's definitely a that's definitely another thing as well. Do you notice the well.
1: always on display? Uh, because that's a big advance for you as well. I I
3: do I do notice it. Um, I probably look at my watch more now at the moment. I guess again because it's yeah. it's a new thing. Um, the only thing is the wife's giving me hell is because I bought the blue one. She's like, oh, you can go for New South Wales now. So <laughs> that's probably the that's probably the only downside. But I call it I call it Australia blue. It's a it's a <laughs> like the Australian flag blue.
1: Sure, sure. What colour band did you get with it?
3: I, went the, I was hoping to get one of the other bands, but they were sold out. So I just went the sports, the sports um, band, yeah. the blue sports band. Did you go the now, dark funny, blue? That's what I've got. It's, it looks – Yeah, the dark, yeah, it, the dark it blue. It almost matches the watch. It does. And then I bought heaps of bands online on eBay already because they're a lot cheaper than the Apple ones. Um, but funny enough, they're already having issues at the store with the loop versions because they stretch out. And when they're testing them, they said they were already having – they're noticing they're stretching out a lot more.
1: As with in the after they've been used for a bit, they've stretched.
3: Yeah, yeah, because remember, people are testing them that day and they've, oh, they find they have to put this special sticky thing around people so it doesn't touch, contact their skin, but they were testing them with people and they said after a bit of time, they're stretching. So especially in day one when they're taking it on and off all the time, it's going to it could be an issue there.
1: Fascinating. All right, well, you're a complete nerd, you're a bargain hunter and we can. I can tell you categorically not to take calls on your watch.
3: Unless I have to.
1: Yeah, I mean, in a, that's the thing. In a, in a matter of urgency, it's not bad. Um, but, I, you know, what I actually think what would be more interesting would be for you to have different headphones and see what the issue is. Because I, I've yeah. never rated AirPods' ability to make and take calls, although they're better than most. But I yeah. I wonder whether, a, you know, Jabra well, or something might be better. Well, these are the AirPods
3: Pros. So yeah. I thought mate, maybe it might have been a different set. But I must I, admit, I love I love them for running, by the way. They are great headphones for running.
1: Oh, no, for, for sure, for sure. Uh, but, oh, you'll be fascinated to listen back to this chat um, as to how much you, A, went in and out, and B, the, the quality difference while you were talking was different as well. So it's, it's – yeah. but to be clear, apart from those, I think, two, maybe three times you actually disappeared, completely un- illegible as well. So no, no problem having a conversation, I don't think. <laughs>
0: Oh, excellent. All right, excellent.
1: mate. Well, good a good little uh, first-hand review, mate. Well done, and um, keep in touch. Thanks, mate. You have a good day. Good stuff. You too. And uh, if you've uh, gone out and bought something like Damien did, oh, jeez, the man can find a bargain. Um, he's always looking for deals on this, that, and everything else. There's a lot of you out like that. I, I respect that greatly because, you know, if you can save 10%, save 10%, 10%, 10% but that trading thing, that's a thats a good point as well. But um, a very... <laughs> I think Damien will laugh back when he hears that um, that it dropped out on the on the first attempt. Um, but that's okay. It's, it's, we learn every time. We learn every time. Uh, if you've got a new gadget and you want to talk about it, jump on the website, com and click Ask Trev. This is the EFTM Podcast. AFTM. Well, it's been a, a very big couple of years, frankly, for Vodafone and now TPG with one of the biggest telco mergers in Australia going through earlier this year. And that creates a whole new set of challenges for the business, but it also sets a whole new bunch of options for consumers. And I think that's what's important about the Vodafone and TPG merger. And uh, with the dust kind of settled, um, I thought it was a great time to catch up with a, a very good man who's, who's given us a lot of time over the years, and that is the CEO of the newly uh, merged group, TPG Telecom, uh, Inyaki Barueta. Inyaki, how are you, mate?
4: I'm doing very well, Trevor. How are you?
1: Mate, I'm excellent. And uh, it has been a massive, massive year for you. Congratulations on, on I guess, getting through and, and getting the merger done
4: yeah that was that was a, that was a biggie that was a biggie like you said a couple of years uh the good thing is that you said that there were a number of challenges a number of opportunities I think that we've done with the challenges which which were significant, but you know I got a chance to learn a lot about law.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, get a, you get a law degree, law degree just by, by doing basic business. And you did have to push yeah. through some amazing things. But the good thing is we can literally look forward now. And I, I guess the number one question for me, a lot of people have, when they've seen this news or they've interacted with the stories about it is, so what happens now? Is Vodafone not exist anymore? It's now TBG. But explain to me what consumers will see from this new company.
4: Yeah. Look, in terms of 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 the brands, uh, the the main thing is that we uh, we look at this merger as a, as a house of brands. where We have a lot of incredibly you know loved brands uh, among consumers. Some of them on broadband, some of them on mobile. Uh, our idea now is to continue serving Vodafone customers and Inet customers and TPG customers in the same way. Mm. In the same way, meaning that. If you are a loyal customer of INET and you like the way that INET has been serving you, what we will do is enrich the, the the number of products and the, and the opportunities to give us more value out of that brand. Uh, we're not going to complicate ourselves much in terms of doing things with the brand now. We have, uh, to the question of Vodafone, we signed an agreement for 10 years. So we will keep the brand in in that market. So for Vodafone, Customers, Vodafone, will still be a strong brand. We just entered into a sponsorship with uh Cricket Australia, and, you know, it is is—it is a brand that has worked well in this market. It's a brand that a lot of people like, and, and we will continue to, to operate on, on that brand.
1: Because for every different customer, there's a different interaction with your new business, really, isn't there? You've got strong, loyal, long-term, IINET home broadband customers. You've got, again, similarly loyal and, and long-term, or well, short-term, uh, TPG home broadband customers. But at its strength, Vodafone has this huge mobile base, and what you do now is a bit of cross pollination, really, don't you? You get to use the the strength of a of a broadband company, even mm. though you had broadband at Vodafone. You're able to bring the strength from Ionet and, and TPG into the Vodafone customer base, as well as bringing the mobile strength of Vodafone to the TPG and Ionet customers, I assume.
4: Absolutely. So, I mean, one of the things that that we've done, uh, even in the first um, in the first uh, months of the merger, was um, iNet customers uh, that were using mobile services we were they were doing it on a, on a third party so now we are bringing all these customers on Vodafone but it's not just bringing them there we are also creating a very attractive proposition for them so we are inviting these customers to have a, a really good mobile proposition we're doing the same on TPE and then on Vodafone we just launched the first convergent uh, proposition so I don't know if uh, you you've no. seen it, but basically for 111 dollars a month, you can get a broadband uh, MBN 25, and then two SIM cards with 120 gigs of data. So basically, to look at it, you know, a couple living in a household, 111 dollars a month, all the communication needs served, and this is the first converging product we launched it on Vodafone but of course there is more to come on other brands in this same uh, in this same uh, approach. So,
1: and that's that's essentially a really good picture of the of the future because you're right. I mean, the average customer probably thinks in their head they're going to spend 60-70 bucks on broadband, they're going to spend 50-60 bucks on uh, mobile. You put three of those things together for a a, a couple living together, that's mm. a huge mm. saving and I think that's what people want is is savings straight off the bat, don't they?
4: Yeah, and also I think that I mean the other thing that we can bring is a, is a much easier uh, contact to us because now you know you can call us, we take care of all these things. I, at the end of the day, people have a lot of a lot of things to care about in life, not to be taking care <laughs> of. You know how they are communicating, what service. So we we really want to make it easy, simple, but also affordable. I mean, it is it is tough times, uh, especially now with 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 uh, COVID nineteen. And look, we tend to come out with, with an approach that is good value for the customer. It makes sense for us as a company uh, to make it simple for them. And and we will be looking at more of these, we call them converging propositions, but at the end is, you know, in your household, what do you use? You have a Wi-Fi at home. You need a couple of mobiles. You need three mobiles. We'll build bundle of these in pretty attractive value propositions.
1: How How big a challenge though, and you've been dealing with this for a very long time, is the Australian... Rusted on and frustrating loyalty, um, which is great in some sense because there's people loyal to mm. you. but unfortunately, people just don't seem to want to switch. how do you how do you break that um, with with the rusted on folks with other telcos?
4: Well, look, I think that it's a bit of what I was saying before, you know, I think that sometimes people don't realize how easy it is to switch. yeah. Because, because for other services, switching is a nightmare. You know, if you need to switch your banks or you need to switch other services, yep. you know, it is a, not a straightforward process. And I think that a lot of consumers don't realize the simplicity of having just a, a, a mobile phone ported in a matter of minutes, uh, which means that that, at the end of the day, brings more power to the consumer. You know, if we're doing a good job, you stay with us. If we do a bad job, you know the consumer has a very simple way to choose another provider. Yeah. and I do think that is our responsibility to make this a bit more known to people um, and also at a time where people probably are going to think more than before uh, how much of their pocket goes into communication. So yeah. I think that you know it's it's a balance of those two things and you know they need to to be a bit more cost effective in the way that we we manage your communications, and the fact that you are going to bundle will give the consumer uh, some value because, at the end of the day, they are giving us also more of their business. Uh, but also, you know, be be aware of how simple it is to just get things uh, complete. I mean, in, in this market, we are at the end of the of the MBN migration, and initially, you know, it was a bit of a of a challenge. The first people that moved from DSL yeah. to MBN, but nowadays it just happens. And you know, for the majority of customers, it's a quite seamless uh, transition. If you are already on MBN, yes, the, tra- the transition is really simple.
1: COVID hasn't been easy for anyone, and obviously, thinking of anyone that's been affected directly by the the, the pandemic itself. But from a business perspective, was mm. COVID the worst thing to happen in terms of timing for your your new company? Given that it was kind of the the moment to come out and relaunch and, and be new, but you know, people are a bit wary of anything right now, so there's not really a lot of any activity going
4: on right now. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that for us, for us, it was a bit of a, a bit of a challenge to to deal with with a, with a big fight against the uh, the regulator on on getting this merger completed. As and as as we were seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, COVID uh, came into play. I think that. We have to say that as an industry and as a company, we are probably not as affected as all sectors. And I see other people suffering much more uh, the effects of COVID, including transport, but also services, you know, small cafes, et cetera, et cetera. And you, you have to realize that. But for us, I think the main challenge has been on one side, to be able to deliver the service from call centers that could no longer be call centers. So how, how did we move all our support people to working from home? If you do an office type of work, that's pretty simple. You know, you go home and you do the same thing, but when you are serving customers, and you need to have a, a certain environment and a telephony, computer integration and all these things. So we have done that in a matter of, of two months to basically take all our call center staff uh, and now in 85% of our call center staff are serving customers from the home wow. uh, so that was quite a challenge uh, but at the same time you know it 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 uh, it triggered a lot of innovation in the business and to get things uh done quite quickly the other impact which which uh, we have had and and we did talk a little bit about that is of course, the, the 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 thing that you know our Vodafone five dollar proposition, which has always hmm. been extremely attractive, and was just and it say makes it the very the one popular. reason,
1: the one reason I <laughs> I say to people I'll never change from Vodafone is is roaming and, mate, I exactly. don't need it right now.
4: You are not going to use it. Uh, fortunately, we only use it. We only charge you when you use it. Sure. <laughs> so that's the good thing. Yes. Uh, and uh, and what I can tell you is that you know we are we are hoping that. Uh, all this turns back quickly, so we have people being able to travel again and enjoy our $5 roaming. It is interesting because we opened 5G five, five roaming already with a number of countries in Europe. Mm. So we were planning our 5G and say, oh, let's, let's get the roaming yeah. cracking. And so we have roaming with Spain, we have roaming with the UK, but, you know, unfortunately... I think, other than than a, a few people that are granted the permission to go yeah. there, it's not many people using it.
1: Just quickly, because I know you're a busy man. Um, where's five G at with Vodafone?
4: So uh, we did change our vendor uh, because you know after uh, the ban on uh, on yep. on, the, on some vendors we decided to go with Nokia. So we are very happy on that choice. Uh, we are already deploying the five G network. Uh, so we have we are working cor- currently on about one thousand two hundred sites, and we will reach eighty five percent population coverage in the top six cities uh, by the end of next year. So okay. the, the timing is, is good. Uh, we're going to see the first iPhone sometime, I think, this year. Uh, they haven't yet uh, announced. Uh, you know, by now, usually iPhone yeah. is usually on pre-order. I think that this year may be a bit late uh, for what I can tell. Yeah. But, you know, we expect the first iPhone to be on sale by the end of this year. And that means that during next year people will start to uh, to start using five G services, and our network is already deploying. So I'm looking at the deployment. We have uh, a number of sites now. To the yesterday, I think we put Surface Paradise, and then we have also Hyde Park, and we have a number of sites also in Melbourne. So, you know, this is this is rolling. Usually, when you do a deployment of of this of this level, where we are switching all our equipment for new equipment, so we are replacing all the sites for Nokia equipment also gives us the opportunity to put a a lot of new features but also use a lot of the capacity because one of the reasons why we merged with TPE was because TPE had a lot of spectrum so now we have all this brand new network a lot of capacity on 4G and 5G and this is going to make us even be able to to give a lot more products and more more things to our customers, so it's really exciting. And five years, of course, is a, is a key to this to this development.
1: And just finally, the Vodafone safety cars made a few appearances in supercars, but uh, is Inyaki going to make an appearance at Bathurst? A very different year this year. I, I don't see it being the
4: same. It will be. It will be. Uh, it will be different. Um, if uh, if the. Uh, if the, if the advice from the authorities is that we can go to the event, I will definitely be there.
1: <laughs> you're, uh, you're a mad rev head, and I, lo- I love that about you. Uh, you wait till you see some of the cars I've got com- coming up soon, Inyaki. Uh, actually, you know what? Bathurst weekend would have been perfect uh, if, if we were allowed to go because I think I've got an Audi R8 that weekend, so it um, would have been a cracker. Oh. But anyway.
4: <laughs> well, enjoy, enjoy that car. <laughs> Inyaki,
1: always wonderful to chat to you, mate. I appreciate your time.
4: Thank you so much, Trevor. Keep up.
1: EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. Trevor, along with you, and helping out with anything you've got on your mind. G'day, Corey. G'day. How are you going, Trevor? Good mate. Sounds busy there. Where are we? Oh, we're on the Gold
5: Coast. It's a bit family holiday. Playing a bit of putt putt. Nice.
1: Fun. Nice. How old are the kids? Oh, they're ten and thirteen. Oh, the thirteen-year-old will be smashing you. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's doing pretty good.
5: Yeah. <laughs> what can I do for you, mate? Um, uh, to be honest, uh, it's been a while since I've posted, so can you just remind me what I emailed you about? Um, yeah.
1: Portable projector? Oh,
5: yes, that's right. I've uh, traditionally had this um, uh, projector, which I've been very, very happy with um, by the name of of X Gimme, I think they pronounce it, and uh, we've had hours of use out of it. Like right. I'd say... Two thousand hours of use playing um, uh, Xbox on it. Uh, the thirteen-year-old gets on there and does it, and we take it camping. The beauty of it was is that it had a, a Harman-Kardon speaker on it oh, and wow. portable, and uh, just a really good projector at a really good price. It was. I picked yeah. it up second hand. We got so much hours out of it, but it's just given up the ghost. And and looking for a portable projector that would. Uh, uh, replace that in that portability and speaker and size.
1: Yeah, man. You know what? That's a that's a tough one because portable projectors are either crap or super expensive. Um, and you know, like, so I, I would probably argue the sound is the thing that's going to going to sh- trouble you most um, because most of the better portable projectors I've seen don't do sound well. But I'm wondering for those moments where you need it more, you could just have something plugged into it, for example. So, you know, a a cheap recommendation at a 1000 bucks, still cheap though, um, is the BenQ. They've got a thing called the GS1. It's very small. Like I'm talking ultra portable. It's – I don't know how to describe the size of it, but, you know, it's probably 20 centimetres squared and about five centimetres tall. It's not as kind of tall and chunky as the one you had because it had the speakers. It definitely has sound, but there's no way the sound would be overly enjoyable, but it's got like a little carry case and everything, like genuinely cool little item, um, and made to be portable. So you can even buy battery packs and stuff for it. So it's legit, you know, take it camping without any fear or favor. Um, it's not a highly, it's not a big area to be honest, portable projectors. Um, Epson, I don't think have one that's purely designed for portability, um, They've got a decent one. I think that's the EF100W. EF100W would be one to look at, but I'm not sure you'll get it on battery power, mate, and it's still a fifteen, sixteen dollars $1,600 product. Right. So, is camping your biggest need for it, or?
5: or... Uh, well, it was just more the versatility, and I mean, we used to use it in both areas. And mm. uh, I guess mostly it was done around the uh, my son's Xbox um, play area. Yep. Um, and it was just so convenient to be able to pack up when whenever we wanted to go. And even though the the Harman Carter speakers were excellent, we still used to Bluetooth a um, like a UE Boom to that as <laughs> well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's not uh, foreign to us doing that.
1: Well, that's um, not a bad thing. Look, I, I would I would recommend a little bit more research and googling on both the BenQ, I think it's called the mm-hmm. GS1 and the Epson 100B or 100W. Um yep. good little units. Um Epson would be the best picture quality you can get. Um mm-hmm. uh, price-wise though mate, you you are going to be spending a bit of bit of coin. And okay. that's that's for me when I go, okay, so where we're putting the kids' Xbox, could we just put a TV there? <laughs> Cuz obviously you know, TVs are a whole lot cheaper, you know, and a better picture. Let's be clear.
5: Sure, I guess so. We've uh, he's all well, he's always enjoyed the four meter spread of the um or the throw of the he's uh, been projector. Spoilt rotten, isn't he? Yeah, yes, he has. Yeah, very
1: yeah, much so. Yeah, you've started yeah, you've started a <laughs> real problem there for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how'd, you go okay, with the, how'd you go with the Google Photos just before you go?
5: Oh, fantastic! The um, I'm, well, I'm about uh, seventy gig into it. Um. And I'm back only five years, so I've still got uh, many more years to go. But uh, I, I just like the ability to be able to search and to store and the manageability of it is really good. So it's a great, rec- great recommendation. I'm glad I've done it. But it does take a bit of time setting it all up. but I think once it's all done, it'll be a fantastic tool mate, for us to manage photos. You'll look back in a year
1: and think all those hours tagging people's names and stuff was well worth it. Enjoy yes. the holiday, mate, and I uh, hope, hope the boy smashes you in putt-putt.
5: <laughs> Thanks Trevor, see you later
1: bye. Cheers mate, bye bye um, Solidly interrupting Corey's holiday there So I appreciate him taking the time And uh, wherever you are On the golf course or sitting at home Get in touch, go to the website, click Ask Trevor No lie, I had a pretty strange start to the week um, You know this gig is uh, crazy and um, You know a year ago, it was flying around the. In fact, I don't know. Thinking about it now, I don't know I could do this podcast if we were still doing the flying around thing, because that's a good point. When did I start doing this? During the pandemic, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how I do this. Uh, it wouldn't be as frequent anyway. Put it that way. But anyway, my point is, back in the day, uh, we'd fly around the world to events. We'd fly around the country to events. If uh, the car companies were the a fun one, because you know they got a car launch they. They put a bunch of cars in the Yarra Valley. They fly to Melbourne. They drive them around for a day or two, and they fly you back. Well, I've been driving Audis for the last few weeks, and I've got a few more coming up, but um, I was in this beautiful RS7 this week, $230,000 Coupé. It's just beautiful. Great car. Um, And I also had to go to Canberra to test drive the brand-new Audi e-tron, their electric car. Now, I can't tell you about that for a couple of weeks, but it was fascinating to me. (laughs) Because it's like, do you want to fly down or drive down? I'm like, okay, uh, I don't really want to fly. I'll be honest. I had the opportunity to fly and I didn't take it because I'm going to stick with social distancing for a bit, bit longer here, thanks very much. And so I chose to drive So I drive down and then I said, what will, when I get, because then we were driving the Audi car back to Sydney via fast chargers and all those things. So when I get back to Sydney, um, I'll, um, well, what will, what will I do? Like, well, i just catch a train home. I'm cool with that. They go, no, no, your RS7 will be waiting. So (laughs) I drove to Canberra on Sunday afternoon. I slept. I woke up, I got in an e-tron and drove back to Sydney via a few stop-offs for announcements and things. By the time I got back to Sydney, the car I drove down had been trucked back and it was sitting there waiting for me. A life of privilege I do lead and I accept that. But um, it was nice to have a bit of the um, special treatment in a a world of uh, new normal. Um, we are slowly getting back to normal. I feel like we're getting some normality. I understand if you're listening in Melbourne, that is not the case. And I feel for you, I think we're close. All right, we are so close. And as much as I have no faith in the Victorian government, I have a concern about their ability to contact trace. I hope they learn something from coming to Sydney and learning that process. Because in New South Wales, we got it down pat. We're having having problems. We're having people positive, but we can find them. We can track people down. So guys and girls, just stay safe, keep your distance, do all the things you need to do, and let's just try and get back to a bit of normality next week. No show next week, by the way, um, because I'm taking the kids on a road trip. Uh, We're going to drive out to Young to see my brother, Narandra to see my sister. We're going to go to Griffith where my dad's buried and my um, wife's uh, grandmother, um, her ashes are at a a winery there, so we want to go and kind of pay our respects. Uh, I haven't been to Griffith in a long time to see... Uh, Dad's uh, grave, and I have always done that. It's a—I don't know. Some people don't like visiting graves. I find it to be a really important thing, so I get out the car wash and I scrub the, the little little plaque down. Just a thing I do. Um, so it's been a while. So get out there with the kids. My wife is working. We'll head out um, and have a, a fun few days on the road. But yeah, no show next week. No radio next week. Um, so yes, um, I might even go missing in action fully on the interwebs. You never, never know if you never, never try and go missing. Thinking about turning off my phone and giving my wife a different number to call because I've got other SIM cards, uh, just putting a a different SIM in a, you know, burner phone essentially. I wonder how I'd go for four, 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 four days, um, with my phone off. Not sure. Uh... Straight up, I don't think it's going to happen, but um, I'll give it a th- I'll give it a thought over the next few days. But back to the original point, um, yes, it's it's nice to be in a bit of a weird new norm, and I feel like we're getting somewhere. It's a long time and before we'll be flying internationally, probably a long time before international tourism restarts. But hopefully, we can all start spending our money here in Australia and keep our businesses thriving and prospering. Let us know what you're up to, um, rain how or shine. Um, happy to hear from you and. Um, and have a chat about it if you want. Um, um, We don't have to talk tech. We can just talk about your business. If you're a a tourism business, let's talk about where you are. Let's talk about who should be visiting. Just go to the website, eftm.com. Click Ask Trev. I'd love to have a chat. (coughs) Taking your calls, any tech question you've got, happy to try and help Trev along with you. Eftm.com. Click on Ask Trev if you've got a question. And there's another Trev on the line. G'day, Trev. How you going, Trev? Great, eh? great name, Trev, great name, eh? Very good. What can I do uh, for you? Listen, just,
2: just quickly, um, I'm, I've got a television
3: that uh, the sound out of it is shocking, uh, and I read your article about um, the thinner they are, the worse um, the, worst the uh, speakers are and all Not the rest much, of it. Yeah. So I'm looking at um, buying a, a sound bar. Uh,
2: around
1: about four fifty five hundred. Yep. Can you recommend a good one to me? All right. I'm going to say straight off the bat, um, four ninety nine will get you either the JBL two point one, which is nice. So it's two channels, which means left and right at the front. Plus the point one means it's got a subwoofer for bass. Um, right. Same, same price will get you Samsung Series five. Just another 2.1. So basically, don't expect anything more than a 2.1, okay? Two-channel plus subwoofer. And, mate, honestly, looking at JB Hi-Fi's website, um, LG, Samsung, Sony, JBL, um, there's literally four or five in that exact price. Um, I think at that price, basically, make sure you get a subwoofer. Seems to be my, my, my main recommendation. And I think that the JBL would be where I'd go, only because I've been using the JBLs now for a little while. It just there is, there's two JBL 2.1s, just so you know. One of them has right. this, will, this will sound ridiculous. One's last year's model, yeah. one's this year's model. Um, and this year's model has like a rounded edge, it'll make sense when you see them both. Um, I well, just think it looks better, right. it's a better looking unit at 549. But you know, mate, when you're yeah. spending, so if you said to me, my budget's 150, I'd say, mate, stick with the crappy sound you got now. But when you're spending that mid-range, $500, bucks, you will get really nice sound, you'll get really good volume, and you'll get that hint of bass from that subwoofer. So JBL, Sony, Samsung, enjoy. You'll be fine. Uh,
2: excellent, mate. I, I was looking
1: at... Um um, a Sony 2.1. Yep, that's... Would you that's, recommend uh, them over that? Oh, look, I would put it alongside the Samsung and the JBL. Just drive the best deal you can get out of the retailer. Um, the, the Sony is just as good, absolutely. It's sitting in that same price category at J, JB Hi-Fi and probably the same at RV Norman. Thanks very much, Jim. Perfect, Get back to the pump, my man. <laughs>
2: So I'll start the swearing too very
1: shortly. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Thanks for keeping it clean. Cheers, Trev. Okay, thanks, mate. No worries. And if you've got a question like Trev, uh just go to the website, AFTM.com. He uh, when it when, when he answered he was um he was priming a pump. And now um I couldn't even describe to you what that means, but I'm assuming it means trying to prime it to get started so it'll fire up and actually start pumping because uh what he wants is to pump water from one dam up to a higher dam. You know, these are problems that us city slickers don't have. (laughs) Um, But, yes, good luck with the pump. Trev, uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, You're listening to the EFTM podcast. Taking your calls on any questions you've got, hit me up. Just go to the website, EFTM.com. G'day, Jason.
0: Hi, Trevor. How are you going?
1: Yeah, real good. What can I do for you, mate?
0: Good, good. Hey, look, I'm uh, finally making the move to go into a mesh system. I've been hearing you talk about them for a long time, and mm-hmm. it is something that we need to do. Um, we've what's lived in a what's dragged you over
1: the line, mate? The number of kids, the number of devices? What is it?
0: <laughs> uh, look, I just bought a heap of Sonos speakers from Ikea, which I'm uh, fairly happy yes. with. Yes, nice. But I and can't put them where I put them. multiple
1: of those little uh, – multiple of them. How many did you get? i got three. Nice. i got three, yeah. Because they're a nice-looking yeah. unit and great sound.
0: And they're effective and they're cheap, you know, 130 bucks. Um, mm. So I'm happy with them.
1: Yeah, good, good. But no Wi-Fi everywhere you want it.
0: Yeah, look, the, the Wi-Fi, the modem router I've got at the moment has got me so far um, to be able to, you know, get by. But what's the probably,
1: configuration of the property?
0: Oh, it's a, it's a three-story concrete suspended slab property. So it's it's definitely ticks all the boxes for needing a mesh system.
1: It ticks all the boxes for complexity of uh, networking, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. It, it, where's, the, where's the modem, bottom? bottom? No, it's on the
0: top floor. I've okay. got the only phone access, access, access is on the top floor where my office is, which yep. is all good. Yep. That'll get me to the second floor just, but then it won't get me to the edges of that second floor. Um, and mm. then the bottom floor, no chance.
1: Now, when you say second floor just, I mean, how good – is the Wi-Fi on the second floor? Because the problem with the problem, even with mesh, is you know your it's no it's not as bad as an extender because with an extender you're extending a, a poor network. But the problem with mesh is there still needs to be able to communicate between them, um, and that that's that's an important challenge from floor to floor. So, I mean, is it getting penetration through the slab? I mean, dropping down is better than pushing up. Put it that way.
0: Yeah, the, and the top floor does have a big open area, so. It it it's able to get to the second to the to the middle floor quite easily. Okay, okay, and then I figure if I put it near the stairwell, it's got a big open stairwell. It should yep. be able to.
1: You got power points in all these spots where you wanna where you want to put it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. Yep.
1: So look, I mean, the, the only thing I would say is that it feels to me like the kind of time when tri band is is almost most important. So the difference between mm-hmm. a dual band and a tri band. The dual band, you've got these two networks that. Uh, you might not be able to see, but, you know, most people were familiar with, you know, the 2.4 gigahertz or the 5 gigahertz kind of two networks appearing. On most, yeah. ne- most mesh systems, it appears as one network. But both yeah. those two networks are how your devices communicate with each other and with the internet. And on a dual band system, it's also how each of the little mesh units communicate back to the to the one before it and the one before that. Whereas mm-hmm. with a tri-band system, there's a third network which you can't see, your devices can't access, and it's this clear open pathway for your mesh m- satellites to communicate mm-hmm. back to the router. Um, so that that's my only kind of fear slash concern is is that it feels like the kind of place where tri-band is almost critical. Um, yeah. And that, that yep. obviously pushes you into price pack. The f- I'm trying to find um, – does the Linksys – yeah, no, that's dual band at 400 bucks. It kind of starts, the, the smaller Orbi, which is the RBK23, they look like smaller units, but don't let the size of the physical unit put you off because you're actually not looking to amplify large areas. You're looking to amplify small areas well. Um, so the RBK23, which is a $539 product, is tri-band. It's a three-pack, so you can put one on each level. It kind of ticks most of those boxes. Okay. Anything under so than that oh, I'd be a bit nervous about that's all. I mean you can get maybe yeah. the Eero is is closer to 400 I haven't personally tested it but I hear a lot of good things. Yeah. Um yeah that'd be my my thoughts.
0: Eero did you say?
1: Yeah, I've seen them around a bit um I think JB's yeah. selling them or was it also Bunnings selling them but you know yeah, they okay. they're kind of like they were one of the original um, uh, brands doing doing mesh uh, and they do pretty well. So, yeah, there's a lot of options there, but my, my, I don't have any experience with Eero directly, but I've heard good things. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, okay, no worries. So the RBK23, that's a, that is a tri-band, sort tri-band. of entry-level tri-band, yep. is it? It's
1: a tri-band yeah. network, and it's a, a two-satellite system, so one router, two satellites. So okay. you're kind of getting, you're ticking both boxes because you could theoretically get a decent single satellite, one router, so two-unit, um, system, and put the second unit obviously on the uh, on the you know stair- staircase as you say, but mm. for for decent coverage of Wi-Fi down on that third level, I'd, I'd want a three-unit system so that you can put one on each unit.
0: Yep. So it just gets down there and covers that one whole bottom floor. level.
1: Yep. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yep. 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 That sounds okay. And then so if that's the sort of base level I'm looking at, and it only goes up from there, probably with yeah, the
1: oh, anything you do after that is mm. yeah it's just onwards and upwards really. Um right. you know there's yep. no doubt that you know I just reviewed the Orbi Wi-Fi six. It's impressive and the range would be unbelievable, but it's fourteen hundred bucks. And I
4: yeah.
1: I, yep. I struggle to recommend that to, to to most people because you'd need to really be pumping into the fifty to sixty device territory to get justification mm. for that. Um mm. no. you know no. kick kick it kick it off with this unit as as your starter and in Mate, yeah. in two or three years, you're going to be looking at going. Okay, we've we've maxed this out, and then then it's worth yeah. looking at the investment in in what's next.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds good. And just while I got you, the I was looking at on the Orbe site. They have got a voice. They have got a speaker that is a satellite yeah, as well.
1: There's one that's a satellite with an Amazon Alexa built in too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is that. Uh, have you had any experience with that? Is that uh, actually, mate? It uh, just
1: it just operates as a, as an Orbi satellite. It works really really well. Um, it's just got yeah. Amazon Alexa built in, so you can uh, you can use Amazon at the same time. So you can you know summon your your music or whatever you want. Can
0: you play your uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Music? No. through oh Alexa?
1: yeah, yes, through Alexa you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. okay. But mate, oh, might work. you've also just got Sonos system, so. You're starting, yes, to, exactly.
0: you're starting yeah, yeah. to
1: really, you know, play in multiple games here, um, yeah, which is true. fine, but um, yeah. I, I, personally, I love the Orbi voice, but that's I thought it was great for people who didn't have a voice assistant and were just adding one. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, you got your Sonos. I'd be looking to try and link your Sonos up to voice control, which your next next purchase will be a Sonos that has kind of Google or mm-hmm. something built into it so that that becomes mm-hmm. the, the, the port into your into your the rest of your Sonos speakers.
0: Yeah, keep it all simple. One yeah, system makes yeah. sense. Yeah,
1: sure. But, no, mate, simple is an understatement because, mate, you've just begun the most complex process. Uh, you're just, Now that you've got Sonos and then when you've got good Wi-Fi, everything just starts to be, well, you just start buying more stuff, bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 the door's
0: open. Yeah, sure. All right, champ. Yeah, good. good luck with it. All right, thank you. All right, buddy, thanks travel. for
1: getting in touch. And uh, if you've got a question like this, uh, just get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. Does this this program feel like it just happens in real time? I mean, when you listen, I don't listen to it back a lot. So (laughs) does it sound like it's just all come together as one show? Because it's been about four hours. Um, Phone calls. I just did a Today Show segment recorded for Friday. It's just been interrupted a little bit uh, today. Normally I allocate a very specific amount of time to this and it just happens. But things have come about and I've just been distracted. So hopefully it has all come together okay. All right, I apologise if it didn't. Um, But thank you for listening. Um, Appreciate your support and appreciate your your listening regularly. I appreciate you telling your friends and family. Um, And most importantly, I appreciate hearing from you. So if you've got a question, a problem, you bought something cool and new, um, let me know. Uh, Shoot me an email. Go to the website, eftm.com. Click Ask Trev. Uh, And most importantly, uh, make sure you're following on Facebook and Twitter and all those places. Uh, It means a lot. And uh, yeah, please tune in Thursday night and let us know what you think of the live show with Stephen Fenwick and I, two blokes talking tech live on Facebook, Thursday, 24th of September at 9pm. Until then, um, we're going to take a week off, uh, take the kids away next week. Uh, So I'm going to take a week off uh, and we'll be back again. The week after that, second week of school holidays in New South Wales, I'll be back. Um, yeah, so enjoy your holidays if you get some time away. If you're in Melbourne, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of you. Uh, hopefully, you get to really live it up once this is all over. If you're in any other state, geez, I hope you get out and support some some of the businesses around. So, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for learning. back again in a couple of weeks. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTN.